0: all right Uh, it's been a while yeah so i have covid and i don't like it though i'm at the end of it now Uh, i guess what happened is actually almost two weeks ago i had an exposure it was on a tuesday of that week i felt a little tickle in my throat and i had a slight runny nose as well i didn't really feel sick and it isn't unusual this time of year for me to have these symptoms as pollen does affect me in this way and it hadn't rained for a few days it was kind of dry so pollen was in the air however I figured out to act on the side of caution and get tested I took a test and luckily it was negative at that point Also, knowing that I had been exposed, I started to wear a mask. And looking back on it, thank goodness I did. Masks do work. Wednesday of that week, I felt about the same. Thursday was when I really started to feel worse. I was blowing my nose more, and my throat, that tickle, all of a sudden turned into a scratch. My throat began to feel scratchy. I decided to take another test On thir- uh, that was on the Thursday. Lo and behold, it came up negative. Once again, I attributed all this to bad allergies. Thursday night uh, was a horrible night for sleep, extremely restless as my nose was clogged and just generally uncomfortable, though I didn't feel feverish particularly. Friday, I went to work, being the, you know, Protestant male that I am with that work ethic... Gosh darn it I feel down But heck with it I'm going to work And Friday was just bad I went to bed early and I did sleep a little bit better Just pure exhaustion It was a busy day at work as well Saturday morning I felt About the same as the day before Which wasn't good But then the body aches started I was at the house with the kids And my ex-wife arrived back Around noontime She was aware of how I was feeling and thought it would be best if I tested once again. Sure enough, this time around, I tested positive. Since then, I have been in my apartment. and uh, Actually, let me preface this by saying I started, I believe, writing this on Thursday. So this would have been Thursday where I had written this next part. Since then, I have been in my apartment and haven't even stepped a foot outside, I must say, even though I, I'm not on my deathbed, I have, felt, I have definitely been sick for days at that point. Still, I'm sick here. It is Sunday. It's like the worst head cold I've ever had, and I've never blown my nose this much. I wake up with a headache every morning, which is luckily relieved by painkillers also been sleeping like mad it's uh it's strange i get up for a bit to get something to eat maybe do a few dishes and pick up around the place before you know it i'm exhausted and napping and i was hoping to be back to work on (laughs) on thursday then i was told oh no the day you test positive is day zero then you can return on day five this means i could could have gone back to work on friday And as I mentioned, as I typed this, it's Thursday, and I'm glad I'm not at work. Even going into work tomorrow is unlikely. Even if I'm wearing a mask, I'm sure people are not going to want to be around the nose-blowing, coughing guy. From the beginning of this, I knew what was going to come for me in an emotional sense. Depression comes with illness, especially when you're already prone to depression. Of course, when you're sick, any amount of feel, when you're really sick, any amount of sleep feels like a reward. So it takes a while, at least for me, for depression to creep in. Your body needs the time to heal, and a lot of times the mind is the last part of the process. On Wednesday, I realized I hadn't left my apartment since Saturday. The surprising part of this is that it didn't seem like it had been that long. I actually thought about going outside just to sit in a chair, but that even seemed like it would take too much energy. Also, if I decided to go for a walk, I know I'd run out of energy quickly, and, I was, and still, I was just legitimately sick. Why push it? This is a time in the healing process where the body begins to, you know, feel better, but not quite well enough, and the mind starts to feel bad about missing out on life. Being sick is indeed a lonely experience. However, in all of this, it's it's uh it's kind of uh, the awareness that I just want human interaction. And But there's also this feeling, am I going to be able to deal with people again? <laughs> Which I know is ridiculous. The world is happening without me, and somehow I wonder how I'm going to be part of it again. I'm old enough to uh, realize this is a ridiculous feeling, that, and it's just part of being sick, and it'll pass. However, it doesn't change the fact that I... I always have a depressive phase during a recovery time from being sick. My thoughts go to, am I doing enough at work? Are they going to realize my incompetence while I'm gone? Am I am I a good enough dad? Am I helping out enough with my parents' needs as they're aging? And this was one Thursday as I tried to reconcile all, and this is just, This past Thursday, I guess that's what I was trying to write. I think that might have been a typo. As I try to reconcile all these challenging questions, I also wonder if people will truly miss me if I'm gone. Pretty morbid when I read that. Which makes me further think of my value to others and leads to the question that is the header of all these ones I just mentioned Am I good enough? Again, luckily I know this is part of uh, just what I go through when I get sick. Friday I woke up with a terrible headache. Horrible. Horrible. Again, alleviated with ibuprofen and, and coffee, I was able to have a phone meeting with work colleagues and answer some emails. After this, I was quickly asleep again, and when I woke up, I decided to watch a show on Hulu, Under the Banner of Heaven, based on the book by John Krakauer. Highly recommend that, by the way. And then I continued to binge-watch this true-crime YouTube channel called The Chapter, and I'll talk more about this later. After layering there, watching this non-uplifting crap, I felt even more depressed. At this point, even though I wasn't feeling com- feeling completely up to it, I decided to do the dishes and get the hell out of the apartment. I went to the house, took the dog for a walk. Molly was comfortable enough sitting in the same room with me, and I started to feel a little bit better. What emotional weirdness. I mean, uh, the biggest anxiety that has crept in my head is the fear of being alone and not wanting to live by myself ever again. I mean, I despise the apartment at this point the apartment that i am in by myself i just in reality i know people do care about me and i'll come out of this funk when i rejoin the human race once again i'm very pleased with the wishes of wellness for many of you right off the bat my ex-wife and son went grocery shopping for me Uh, my ex also came back a couple of days later to deliver some other items A very dear friend of mine dropped off a care package of chicken noodle soup, tea, and fizzy water. These items were pivotal in helping me feel better. My throat was so sore before consuming all these. The tea and soup were especially healing. Chicken noodle soup always seems to help with head cold type symptoms. makes you wonder what the magic ingredients are. My friend Jen has been sharing songs with me, and holy cow, thank you, Jen. It never fails how amazed I am when I discover music I should have discovered long ago. She shared enough, so I created a playlist, and I've been listening to these gems as I've been typing. Uh, what did I discover with these songs? Am I Evil is not a Metallica song. It was originally performed by a British band by the name of Diamond. Blue Oyster Cult actually has more than two worthy songs. Pudgy is a band I never knew existed until now, which a good band, good, good rocking band. And a song by the title of I Seen What I Saw by 16 Horsepower is a very good song. And I think I'm going to have to dig deeper into this 16 Horsepower. I think there's something there and I can't believe I never, I have never heard of 16 Horsepower before. These songs are a reminder of how there's an endless amount of good music out there and uh, that you may have to really search to find it. And mainstream music can only provide you with so much. Really do some digging and find out what's out there that you don't hear on the radio or uh, see on TV commercials, American Idol, The X Factor, that type of thing. To all Gen Xers, turn off the Garth Brooks. And turn on the Tom Waits. True crime channels on YouTube are indeed addicting. I believe I had mentioned before my appreciation for serial killer docuseries. Well, in my illness, I came across the NBC limited series, The Thing About Pam, starring Renee Zellweger. She does an amazing job in this, by the way. Uh, I recommend it if you have not seen it. This is based on the true story of Pam Huppa, who did some really crazy things to people and got away with it for years. This led me to researching her further on Google. In this search, I came across a YouTube channel called The Chapter, which I mentioned above. Within this channel, one can find episode after episode of peculiar murder cases. And I can't stop watching these. These don't help with my state of depression, so why do I keep watching? I guess it's just each episode is different from the previous one. And I'm really intrigued at how twisted people can get. The episodes use footage from police interrogations, trials, and the news. Somehow the fact that these episodes are real versus fiction makes them more binge-worthy. The host, a young man by the name of Mike, follows the same formula of painting a picture, typically rosy, before explaining the twisted schemes behind some pretty horrific stuff. Watching episode after episode can't be healthy for anyone, but, but I can't stop. Again, the chapter on YouTube, highly recommended, but do it while you're sick. You know, if you have the day off from work and you just start watching these, don't. Do something else. I mean, take up stamp collecting, coin collecting, crochet, make a quilt, do something. But don't, binge watching stuff like this isn't good. Today has been the first day since I became sick where I haven't woken up with a headache. Today being Sunday as I'm uh, reading this. I'll take it as a good sign. Uh, My brain was in a fog when when I woke up and my breathing was slightly labored, though I feel better now. I mean, I've been talking here for however long. Let's see, how long? Eh, 13 minutes, that's not bad. Not bad at all. And yeah, I mean, my breath seems to be fine right now. I do continue to be depressed, but who wouldn't be in this situation? Days of isolation will cause depression in anyone, even to those who aren't really prone to it. Luckily, I do see hope, and I know once I actually start talking to people again, I'll certainly feel better. I am introverted to a degree, but wow, uh, this is just kind of a realization that I need need people in my life, and um, I guess it's one of those situations where you just have a reality check at what you may take for granted at times and that's the people in your life and how many loved ones you do indeed have my biggest fear is losing everything i have mainly this has to do with the people in my life but also gets into not being self-sufficient i want to be able to take care of myself i want to be able to take care of myself and others i don't want to be a burden to people and i I know many of you can relate to this. I mean, who does want to be a burden to anyone? Seriously. I mean, that's what you have to think about these situations. We all want dignity. We all want to be able to take care of ourselves. And when we get into vulnerable positions where we can't, it's difficult. It's really difficult for us, especially the ones of us that are have a lot of empathy, do care, and always try to do right. I mean, that is one thing I recognize about myself. I may not be perfect, but I always strive to do what is the right thing. Part of my depression is that I haven't been able to exercise. Just before the pandemic, I started with Zumba and haven't stopped. I'm now about to begin my second week without doing it, and I know this is playing a part and me being in a a huge funk here. But the rational side of me knows that I can't try to force this, as pushing myself will just make me feel worse, and I I know that. Also, the knowledge that I'll be able to do it again makes me happy to think about. I mean, I'm not going to be sick forever. I do know just getting outside and going for a short walk will be enough for now, and that's what I'll do over the next few days. Go for short walks. Maybe practice a light Zumba routine here or there. Try to just get out of bed early, making ensuring that I get enough sleep as well. Just really easing back into it, and I do really look forward to going back to work tomorrow and seeing my coworkers and others that I work with. Luckily, I probably said it above, but I know... Many people care about me, and many of you have reached out with your well wishes during this. And I hope moving forward I remember this moment and properly reach out to people I care about when they go through this. Most people I know of now have had COVID, and uh, most people have luckily had mild symptoms. But it's, you know, even if you have mild symptoms, you have to isolate, and it's just, it's not easy. This this isn't easy for anyone. And if I didn't properly reach out before, I certainly well, uh, will to others as I move forward. As far as this little podcast is concerned, I'm glad to finally be able to do an episode. This is the first one I've been able to do in a couple weeks. Sandy and I will be doing another movie podcast soon. Eric Stout and I will continue with music review shows. Also, i um, really liking the conversation around the relationship episodes I've done, and I'll continue to do these episodes. There are many single Gen Xers out there with uh, interesting thoughts on this. Uh, As we keep the conversation going, I'm learning a lot from all of you, and hopefully it helps in discovering more about yourself, in a good way. I mean, I just want to keep the conversation going so we're a support system for one another and just get an understanding of what... We're going through and that it's not that bad and that, you know what, damn it, we're not going to be alone. We're not. We're not. I mean, we're here for each other. Let's continue the conversation. Ultimately, I'm here to spread joy and want to want us all to feel better about who we are. And you're all good people. And I've been thinking a lot about success as well. And I believe that makes me think of a Ralph Waldo Emerson poem. Let me look it up really quick. I should have had this ready. but And uh, it was my cousin that shared it with me a long time ago. Then I printed it out, and uh, it's now hanging on the wall in my office. On 6... Here, i uh, about ready to find it. As I go, uh, it drives my dad crazy when I go, uh, 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 mm, mm. <laughs> I try not to do it. I try not to do it. I really do. Okay, I have a bunch of images here. Let's see if I can get it on up. Here we go. R- Ralph Waldo Emerson. This is to have Succeeded. To laugh often and much, to win the respect of the intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the beauty in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know that one life has breathed easier because you lived here, this is to have succeeded. And I go back to that a lot, and it almost makes me cry every time I read it. And so it's an important one to go back to if uh, you wonder about your place in life and whether or not you're doing enough. It helps answer the question, am I good enough? And if I really address that to myself, yes, I am. Until next time, I do love you all and be well. Thank you.